Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. And welcome, everybody, to the second hour of my independence report. Uh, we're doing three hours today and four hours tomorrow. I don't know why, but we just are. <laughs> and, and after this after this interview and we get done talking with Lindsay, we're going to have Miss Freddie or Freddie or something. And she's a the lady of the blues. She's a singer, so a singer-songwriter. So that'll, that'll be fun. But I'm really looking forward to this hour because... I got to tell you, Lindsay, I'm going to attempt your last name and we'll see how it goes. Okay. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Toen Singh, right? Uh, close. Tenzing. Ten oh, that wasn't even close. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because depending on who you ask within the family, they pronounce it differently too. So I'm just going with however my husband pronounces it. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> well so this is your married name, so you haven't had this one forever then. No, no. My my maiden name is Olson. Very simple. See, that I would prefer. So it's Lindsay Olson. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Tonsing. Tonsing? Tenzing. Tenzing. Think the number 10 and sing. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spell that phonetically. That would be better. Tenzing. Gotcha. Okay. Anyway, uh, uh, Lindsay's an author. She's written a book, and the, the name of the book is The Beautiful Unbecoming. And the, the reason why I'm glad that you're here is I have a lot of friends that are going through what would be called a spiritual awakening. Yeah. And they have no earthly idea what to do with it or how it affects them or what to do next. or I And some of them just get stuck in this thing about about this this spiritual change that's taking place within them but they don't know how to handle it it's kind of i you know it's it's kind of weird that 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 happens to them but you know it does and and that's why your book is important because you talk about all sorts of things in regards to how to get through that so let's yeah. i guess we have to start at the beginning let's start with what the hell is a spiritual awakening <laughs> good question and First and foremost, just normalizing that, right? Everything that people are going through, if they are going through the spiritual awakening, and they know that they're going through a spiritual awakening, and, and I'll just define it quickly. It's the process of waking up to your lifelong conditioning and programming that essentially made you who you are to this point. So it's the beginning of that deconstruction of who you've been programmed to be, to uncover, peel back the layers to get to who you truly are and, and really how you're meant to operate in the world, not how you think you're meant to operate in the world. And so it's the path to the authentic self, to personal power, to personal freedom, to personal responsibility and, and greater connection to the divine. And of course, after it's all said and done, hopefully you're living this beautifully authentic inspired life. And so it's so normal when people are going through this that they don't know what the hell is going on, who to talk to, because nobody's talking about, I shouldn't say nobody, more and more people are, especially with 2020. But it's, uh, 
I wrote this book in 2020, knowing that it was a catalyst for collective awakening. Is it true? It's been my experience that it seems like every person that I know that's on the planet that I that I personally know, they they are going through a period of time when they're going, is this all there is? What am I truly supposed to be doing and how do I act on that to get that done? Do you find that that is part of our our human experience as we're getting as we as we get some experience in the world, then yeah. we decide God, is work? Is this it? Is this all <laughs> yes, yes, 100%. And it's interesting because it can happen at different stages for people. So some people talk about, you know, I'm going through a midlife crisis or a quarter life crisis, or they're going through a divorce or a major breakup, or they get fired from a job that they wrap their identity in. And that can be the catalyst to start going, wait a minute, what am I doing with my life? But it can also happen, and, and the people that I work with more often than not, they've kind of reached that point in their life where they achieved all the things, everything you know that they were told from their families, from society, et cetera, this is what I should do, This these things, this path will make me happy. And they're waking up going, I'm miserable, what is this? <laughs> There's nothing wrong, right? First world problems. There's nothing wrong. But at the end of the day, they're still miserable with their job. They may be miserable in their relationship. They may be miserable in every aspect of their life. And so it, it may be a crumbling that happens, or it may be this more gradual waking up of, yeah, th there's got to be more to life than this nine to five or nine to nine as many people are overworked. Um, and, and yeah, that's the beginning. What's my purpose? What is the meaning of all this? Why am I doing this? What <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I had one of those when I was, when I was 42 and, uh, and people around me said, Oh, he's just having a midlife crisis, but it wasn't that it was, it was a matter of, I wasn't happy with the religion that I'd grown up in. I wasn't happy with the, uh, the the position of the job that I was at because I was going to spend the next 25 years doing the same thing over and over again, like Groundhog Day. And I didn't feel like I was being fulfilled yeah. in the way that I really wanted to be. And so I made some, <laughs> according to some people, I made some rather <laughs> stupid changes. <clears throat> but but and and went into and went into broadcasting and was on uh, KKNW for for a number of uh, number of years and other other places because I wanted to do what I'm doing now and what I've been doing for a while and and but it was one of those things where what do you do how do you when you're feeling that way and you have nowhere to turn yeah it it's got to because I was fortunate because when I started feeling this way my wife and I and another couple got together and they were around the same age they were feeling the same things wow and so we were able to feed off of each other yeah which which made it work but if you're out there alone and your and your husband is on the couch or living <laughs> that that he, you're not you're not feeling fulfilled by yeah. and and your kids think you're you're stupider than a mud brick and uh, <laughs> because you know you know you know what i mean it's totally you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah no and and in my situation 
unlike your situation where you fortunately were able to build that community, you had people who were going through this as well. So you were able to kind of bounce things off of each other, know that you're not crazy, know that, yeah, these changes may seem, you know, stupid or whatever, but you have people who are supporting you to help kind of offset the resistance from other people. And for me, when I started going through this, of course, it was similar where it was like, well, maybe you just need a vacation. Maybe you just need a new job. Maybe you just need, you know, all these other things, external things. What external thing can we point you to so you don't actually change? Because <laughs> we like you the way you are. Exactly, exactly. And it's it's one of those things where as you're starting to unravel these belief systems. And so even I outline in The Beautiful Unbecoming, the first step is really getting clear on your beliefs. And it's it's understanding that right, wrong, or indifferent, our beliefs were programmed from our caretakers who were programmed by their caretakers, who were <laughs> programmed by their caretakers. And we have generational beliefs that may or may not actually be our own, that may or may not actually work for us. So the people we hung out with, the people we dated, the people we married, the jobs we had, the path we took may or may not be authentic to us, but we did the right thing. So first step is kind of unraveling all that and questioning those things. And then um, I talk about getting clear on your values and specifically coming up with your top five values. And I think I say, if, even if you can get to your top 10, that's pretty good because most people have a hard time even identifying that. But the point of values is not just, yes, integrity is important to me, but it's a North Star. It's a way for you to decide this thing, this person, this job, this place, whatever it may be, does it fit within my value system? No? Great. I'm going to move on so that I continue to make room for the things that are aligned with my authentic self and let go of the things that are no longer aligned. And from there, it's also super important. I feel like I'm getting long-winded, so feel free to cut me off at any point in time, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. I'm taking notes. <laughs> And then with that, it's finding that community, finding your people. So I talk about the joy inventory list and the beautiful unbecoming. Oftentimes there were things that we did when we were children that give us clues to what our purpose is and what's going to bring us meaning and fulfillment in the future. You are absolutely, you're, you're dead on right. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, it is amazing how, uh, because when you said that, it reminded me because I've always been a bit of a performer and it reminded me when I was like eight years old and I was in Cub Scouts and my, my mom got me to do a, uh, um, a monologue for the blue and gold dinner. It was the big dinner for everybody wow. and a monologue, which is if for the, if you don't know what a monologue is, it was a, it's something where you're on stage by yourself, you've got nothing and you're acting out a scene and, and I was, and I did it and I just, absolutely loved it and uh i'll never forget sitting in front of a in front of our house one day and there was a part that i could have gone and tried out for in a movie or i could play baseball and i had to make the decision of which one to do i chose baseball and gave up the acting but wow. i came back to it years later yeah. but, and you're right when i was a kid it was yeah. it was that was what turned my crank yeah and, and i gave it up yeah 
I love though that you're coming back to it, right? And that was part of, you know, when you hit 42 and went, wait a minute, what am I doing here? I don't want to keep doing the same thing every day. Groundhog's Day is not for me. And so you found the thing, the things that really resonated with you. And, and um, I can't remember who said this. I actually saw this on a episode of Somebody Feed Phil, which is a very delightful foodie show. But they were talking about the architecture. And um, the woman had said, if you want to create anything exciting, you have to be excited about it. And I think that's such an important incredible, powerful way to live life. Do the things that make you excited. Don't do the things that you feel like you need to because then you're going to be drained. You're going to be tired. You're going to be crabby. You're going to be resentful. It's going to feel heavy. If you do the things that make you excited, pretty soon the whole world opens up to you in a magical, incredible way. It's, it's, you're right. You're right. Because I grew up with Okay, I got married at 25. Uh, she was 21. We had two kids. We had a house. We, I had a good job. I had a, you know, I had a career and all of that. And and at one point it was like, that ain't enough, kids. That just yeah. ain't enough. I need more. And I need to. And, and so, and now, and I want you to address this too, because I know you've talked about this before as well. And that is that even though when you're making this change, it's not necessarily a smooth transition. It can be a rather bumpy ride. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. And so I kind of bucket everything under this resistance category. And resistance not only comes from within, but it comes on the outside too from the people that we are surrounded by. And we talked about this a little bit right at the beginning. People want you to stay the way you are. They're comfortable with that. You be you, Kevin. Keep being you because I love you just the way you are. And if you change, does that mean I have to change? Does does that mean I need to look at the way I'm doing things? And oh, by the way, that paycheck really is nice to have. Totally. Oh, my God. And then the guilt that comes, right? There's so much guilt when you have everything, right? Why would you want to change your life? You have everything. You can do whatever you want, whenever you want. You have the beautiful home and the great paying job and the amazing partner. Why would you ever want to change anything as you are like having panic attacks, anxiety fits on your way to work, on your way home before you go to bed in the middle of the night? Like there are signs and symptoms within our bodies, which are brilliant beings, our bodies that tell us something's out of alignment and those things will keep getting louder and louder and louder on the journey. So I'll share uh, a little bit about my story. When I realized that I was going through a spiritual awakening, um, you know, at even very first, I I remember writing in my journal because I had, I, this is me typing, if you didn't know, <laughs> I was writing in my journal. I was like, this is not a spiritual awakening. Two months later, I was like, this is absolutely a spiritual awakening. Well, and I, and I, while we're here, because I'm going to be flashing up comments across the screen of people that are listening, and uh, this is Chandra, and, and I would like you to address her issue, which is, hello, I'm newly awakened here, and it's been a struggle. So yes. You. Yeah. So first, Chandra, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your comment. And know that it's super normal. The struggle is super, super normal. And as we are 
taking off the old beliefs, the old behaviors, we have this really beautiful part of our brain. I call it the ego, not the like, I'm amazing, but like <laughs> the ego part of our brain that was developed to save us from the saber tooth tiger. It was created to keep us alive. And to do that, it's pretty simplistic. The things you did yesterday, it kept you alive. So do those same things today. So that creates this internal struggle when you're like, I don't want to do the same thing anymore. I want to do this thing. And your ego's going, no, 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 unknown, saber-toothed tiger. But today, the saber-toothed tiger is traffic. It's your boss. It's your partner. It's the kids. It's all the other things. And so breaking out of this, not, not to say, go away, ego, but really to embrace it and say, I see you, I hear you, I understand you're scared, but this life isn't working for us anymore. So let's make some changes. And through that, there's times where, you know, even with my story of, I started to make some changes and then I went, no, 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 no. I, I can keep doing this for another six months to a year. I can keep doing the same thing. And then I would get hit with uh, another medical thing. For me, my awakening there was a lot of whispers. And when I wasn't listening to the whispers, they get louder. And for me, that came in the form of medical issues. And so suffered from migraines. Um, I had breast cancer scare. I um, had emergency gallbladder surgery. And so every time I kept coming to the point of, nope, I'm not going to I, I can do this old life for another six months. Another medical thing would come up to be like, nope, life is short. You need to keep moving. And so you have this internal struggle that happens. And then again, you have this external struggle from people around you, the friends and family who, if you start changing, they feel like they need to look at themselves. And that pisses people off. <laughs> that triggers people. In a word, yeah. Yeah. It, it it, it really does uh because you know when you're going through that I, I wanted to ask you um is in my experience what happened to, for me was when i started to feel uncomfortable with what i was doing and i wanted change the universe has this peculiar way of lining things up to do what you you know to help you make it easier to do what you say you want to do yes. and what they feel on the other side and your higher self that wh where you want to go. It's amazing how it kind of lines up. Unbelievable. Yes. And so one of the, the symptoms, if you will, of spiritual awakening is seeing these signs and synchronicities of the universe. And you are 100% right, Kevin, the universe all of a sudden conspires in your favor. What you may not realize is that the universe has always been conspiring in your favor, but now you're starting to pay attention. Exactly. And so um, I even share with people, when I first left corporate and went into coaching full time, I had six months of uh, you know, money saved up to get me through those six months. I was like, if I don't have some paying clients by then, I'm never going <laughs> to make it and I'm going to have to go back to corporate. Long story, less long. A lot of moves, a lot of changes, a lot of debt was paid off, and things ended up working out to where suddenly I had a lot more runway. Instead of hustling like I've always done to try to make things happen, I got to sit back and go, how do I want to create this business? And that was such a powerful mind shift for myself to be like, wait a minute, the universe 
is 100% supporting my back right now because this is in alignment for me. You know, I share another one. I had um, a client who thought it was about the job. He left, went to another job, realized it wasn't about that job, went back to the other job. When he got back to the other job, he got a promotion in a different um, structure of the organization and got a promotion financially in status and is like loving life now. And it was a realizing again when it's what is out of alignment and what's in alignment. And when you go back into alignment, the universe then will help push you forward, propel you forward. It's, it's truly remarkable how that, how that works. When I, when I had my, my, well, the first thing is, and I want to ask your opinion on this because it worked for me is that I had this friend that I, this couple that I had, uh, we were friends with, and he said, this is what I want you to do. He was a little bit more spiritually advanced than I was. And he said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go into a metaphysical bookshop, and I want you to pick and buy the first book that speaks to you. I love this already. <laughs> so so I did, and it was like, in it, and which led to, it was Journey of Souls by Dr. Michael Newton, and it's about life wow. between lives and what happens after we die and 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 that we're setting ourselves up. It was kind of a blueprint of, of what we were on the other side and how we came here and so forth. So it was like, okay, that makes, that makes total sense. And then somebody else came to me and said, you know, you might like this conversation with God thing yes. that Neil Donald Walsh has done, and uh, I think you might find that interesting. And it was, and so I read that and it was like, all right, I get it now. I, yeah. it, it makes sense to me. Yeah. It's, um, it's super funny. You say that I was at East West bookshop up in Seattle. Yeah. And, um, as I was sitting, not sitting, I was standing there at checkout getting some things, probably Sage and whatnot. And a book literally fell off the shelf, <laughs> literally fell off the shelf. And it was, um, a Carl Jung book. I have it sitting over there. I can't, it's like man and his symbols, I think. I'm trying to read it anyway. But so I got it and I read it and same thing. It was just like, whoa, this makes so much sense to me. And it talks about, you know, how different symbols, whether in our dreams, whether in life, the synchronicities that happen, Carl Jung, synchronicities is one of his concepts. It's, it's incredible how the universe will start giving you those tips, those signs, those random things of books falling off the shelf or an amazing friend suggesting just whatever book you find, go and do it. Because teachers come also in many forms. They come in the form of a book. They come in the form of our friends. They come in the form of our family members. <laughs> they come in many different ways. And so just following those things, you're going to, I keep saying the path becomes clearer with each step you take. You just have to take a step and the next one appears and the next one appears and the next one appears. And sometimes it can take years for those steps to appear. Yes. Uh, in, in my case, I, I got all excited. This friend got all excited about doing a TV show and talking about spirituality and all of the things that we were discovering. We couldn't do TV, but we could do radio. And we found, fell in love with the medium of radio, and I loved what I what I was doing. And so I, 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 as it turned out, 
another synchronicity. The, the, the job that I had, um, the company was bought by somebody else. They were downsizing. They, I was going to keep my job, but they were moving everything to Portland. And so I, and at the same moment, KKNW was flipping format from a news format to a block programming format. So I could go on there five days a week, two hours a day. Wow. And talk about what I wanted to talk about, which was spirituality and all of that. And it cost me some money to do that, but I thought that I could, to yeah. could do with unemployment and stuff. I thought that I could make it work. I did that for ten months, and then unfortunately, I got into debt with that, and I couldn't continue. And so I had to go back to work. And and of course, in the meantime, my wife and my marriage ended. I lost my house. A bunch of other stuff went on. But I went to work for uh, King County Metro for eleven years. So I drove a bus, and uh, which righted my financial ship. And then I was moving into. I live in Bow Lake, uh, uh, fifty five plus community, which is virtually right down the street from you. And uh, <laughs> and I was moving into my house and I and my little place and I. Uh, uh, broke my, uh, I fell and, and tore my rotator cuff. Oh my gosh. Had to have surgery on that. And then I fell again. I tripped over my son's eight week old puppy and, oh, no. uh, and tore my, uh, um, tricep on the other side and had to have surgery on that. So I, at one point I was like, okay, how do I, uh, there's certain things you can't do when you're <laughs> <working. laughs> how am I going to get that done? So in any event, um, I won't just share the details but anyway <laughs> it, it made it impossible for me to continue driving a bus but yeah. my goal was that i wanted to do what i'm doing today full time and yeah. i wanted to do it because i could talk to people like you that oh. can help people like uh, sandra who let's see what she says here i'm really hoping mine goes faster than a year or years <laughs> lots of them, at least to get past the phrase i'm in i'm trying hard to work on yeah. patience yeah Go ahead and answer that. Yeah. Okay, good. I was like, can I address that? So there's a couple things, Chandra, that I just want to um, normalize. The journey of spiritual awakening and a spiritual path is lifelong. There are going to be seasons, if you will. There's going to be ups. There's going to be downs. And the more, my best advice for anyone going through this, when we become aware of what's going on within us internally, emotionally, energetically, physical sensations. I always talk about the um, body energy emotions. When we lovingly accept what's going on, so we're not trying to push it away. We're not trying to get rid of it. When we truly accept it, there's an integration that happens because what we resist persists. What we accept shifts. And that is one of the most powerful lessons that I've had on my journey and through my training and my personal experience, things that I've been, that I thought I had addressed, I'll just say parental issues. I was addressing parental issues a bajillion different times, a bajillion different ways. And the, this healing is a spiral. And so it's not like it's a one and done thing. We continue to learn from those experiences, look at those experiences and heal from those experiences from a different perspective each and every time. And so just remember what we resist. So what we're trying to push away, what we're trying to get rid of, it's going to persist. It's going to stay with you. But what you lovingly accept will shift. Goosebumps. <laughs> Thank you. Feels like I've always been searching for discussions like this. It's so helpful. And, and, and that makes them, 
Chandra, that makes my heart very warm because that's Thank why you. that's why I do this. Is I I don't you um um you are Lindsay you are very good at what you do and you articulate you. it so well. Thank and you. You've got such a positive energy about you that that you can help people who you know because if you don't have and you're right if you don't have the support system it's really hard when you're out there all by so yourself. So hard, so hard. Yeah. And even with that, if when you start, you know, to Chandra's point, she's been looking for a show like this or conversations like this. I know it's been hard because we've all been kind of on lockdown and seclusion. But even as we start reaching out, find the communities, whether it's through meetup, whether it's through workshops, whether it's through, um, you know, book clubs, like minded people are the best place, the clubs of like-minded people are the best place to start building your community. And through my shamanic studies, through my sound uh, healing education, through the Seattle Sound Temple, through, um, you know, uh, Foundation of Shamanic Studies is where I've done most of my shamanic studying. I've met people locally and globally that have become my soul family. I have friends in Australia. I have friends in Canada. And when things are coming up for us, because they will, they always will, having those people, there's no better support than having someone who gets you, who allows you to just be, who's not trying to fix you, who's not trying to Pollyanna you. You know, it, It's just allowing you to be, allowing you to express and allowing you to feel whatever it is you're feeling and support you in the way that you want to be supported. That's huge. That's everything. That, that really is. That's, that's wonderful advice right there. And, uh, and also, by the way, if you don't have, if you don't have a, a group of people around you, a great place to start is to pick up her book, which is the beautiful unbecoming, because that is, will give you the courage and it, it takes a measure of courage to step outside of what you've always been when you when it looks like it's a big dark hole out there and you're not sure what's going to happen. Yeah. Am I right in that? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think the other thing is there's there's a lot of books out there around self-help and things. The Beautiful and Becoming is a workbook. It has the tools in there to help you deconstruct some of these things, to help you identify your North Star, your values, to help you identify the things that are going to excite you, the joy inventory list. It gives you ideas on how you can navigate these things and work through these things. And I also call out in there, it's really important to understand this book and myself, I'm not a licensed therapist. I am a transformational coach. So if you are in a position where you feel like self-harm or the world would be better off without you, it's important that you get the appropriate help out there. It's so important to know that getting help from a therapist, a counselor, a psychiatrist, that is so brave to do. I work with therapists myself. I also have a coach myself and I am a coach. <laughs> So it's important to make sure you get the right support that that you're looking for and that you want. And so, yes, the book is a great tool um, to help people. And of course, if if people read the book and they want additional support, please reach out to me and let's talk what that might look like. By the way, she is local. 
So she is right here in the Seattle area, and I know you are too, Miss Waddleworth. And because that you can you can uh, reach out to her and and stuff. I want to. I'm struck. I you know I talk to a lot of people as you can imagine. I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing like ten or fifteen uh, podcasts a week, and so I'm always. I've got like I said four here tomorrow, three today. But you're very gifted. Did you know that? <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that question. <laughs> you are, you are, thank you so much. And I don't know. I'm just me, I guess. <laughs> no, you you are you are very gifted. You've got a very positive mindset about you. And uh, you know, excuse the expression, you know your shit, girl. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I... <laughs> I am a lifelong learner. I am a lifelong explorer. And um, yeah, I live and breathe this stuff. I don't just talk about it and teach it. I live this way. And I think that's a big difference um, for some people is that this isn't just a thing out there that I talk about. Like, this is my way of being. And and she wants to know if you have a Facebook business page. I don't have a Facebook business page, but my my page is it's either just Lindsay Tenzing, like IG, it's Lindsay Tenzing, um, and on Facebook it might be Lindsay KRT. I should know this better, and I don't. <laughs> well, just just go look up Lindsay T O E N S I N G. Yes. Um, on Facebook, and I'm sure her her pages will come up at one point in in time. And yeah. speaking of which, I just had a thought that might would be a great way for you to build a like-minded community on Facebook where people can get together and, and, and you can work with them around the world and help them do that. Yeah. That's amazing. I do have a small um, private group called the magical Maven collective. And right now there's just 30 of us, but it's, and it's mostly people that I've known um, professionally or in school or things like that, who we do come together to talk about different things around spirituality, around metaphysics. Sometimes I do readings on there. Um, yeah. So great point. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> and thank you, Chandra. The Magical Maven Collective is a tiny community, but please, if you are interested, please um, request to be invited or to join and I will, I will invite you in. Question for you. You said readings. When, when you do readings, what do you do? Yeah, great question. So um, it's very interesting. I am an intuitive medium and an energy healer. So when I do my energy healings, which is a combination of Reiki, sound healing, and shamanic practices, um, I get information for people. And sometimes that is connecting with someone who's passed over. And sometimes I'm just getting images um, that I then share at the end of a session. And um, a lot of times it's validation. Sometimes it's like, um, you know, here's what I'm feeling. Cause I'll also feel it within my body. I'll feel it somatically. Um, so sometimes I'll feel physical pain. Sometimes I'll feel emotional pain. Um, it depends. And then I also am an Oracle guide. And so I do Oracle readings, which is a combination of Oracle cards, intuitive reading. Um, and again, sometimes I have no control over who shows up when they show up. Sometimes I'll get people's loved ones from the other side who pop in. When you say Oracle cards, are those different than tarot? 
Yes, great question. So the tarot card, regardless of what tarot deck you have, the imagery may be different, but the cards are always the same. You have the major and the minor arcanas. With um, oracle decks, I happen to have two right here. Oh, <laughs> so, that's a surprise. <laughs> I know, surprise. Um, Colette Baron reed is my... Um, has been my Oracle card teacher. And so each deck is different. There's a different number of cards. There's a different theme. There are different meanings. Um, and so with Oracle cards, I love them because each deck kind of has its own personality. And depending on what I'm doing a reading on or who I'm doing a reading for, if I need some tough love, I might grab this deck. If I need some more gentle love, I might grab this deck. And if it's really more about connecting with nature, I might grab my spiritual animal deck. And so just depending on um, what's coming forth. But yeah, very different, um, both equally fun. I'm much more well-versed in Oracle than I am in Tarot. I assume that uh, because of your your intuition gifts, that that you incorporate that into your coaching practice. 100%. Yes. Yeah. And so it's interesting because, um, and, and I guess we haven't really talked about this. I come from the business world. <laughs> so very logical, analytical analysis, data, all of that good stuff. Um, and so I spent nearly 17 years in corporate leading business and marketing strategy teams before I fully stepped into coaching. And yes, Kayla, love decks, right? So it may be addic an addiction. I haven't decided <laughs> if I've crossed that line yet or not. But <laughs> um, when it comes to my coaching, and even in when I was leading teams, often my intuition would come in. And and. For a long time, I didn't really talk about it. I would just say, this is kind of what I'm getting. Does that make any sense to you? And, and I wouldn't make it super woo. And even now, I think that's why a lot of people um, resonate with me because I have kind of that grounded, practical side of me with the woo. And so it feels, I think, maybe a little bit more accessible for some people who aren't as... Um, comfortable with all things magical. <laughs> but yes, in, in in my coaching that I do now, it's very much we do inner work before we do outer work. And I very much bring in um, anything that I'm getting from your energy, anything that I'm getting from um, visually, auto, auditorily, or bodily sensations. Um, and I do that often to challenge people because, you know, people want to say one thing. Such as, and I'll just use a super simple, you know, everything's fine. Oh, yeah, I'm fine. The week was fine. Everything was good. That's Everything great. My fine. life is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, weird, because what I'm getting in my body right now is a real tightness in my chest. I wonder what that's about. Are you feeling anything like that? And so sometimes I bring it in that way, and that kind of opens the door sometimes to be like, okay, yeah, actually, I'm feeling a lot of anxiety in my chest, and here's what's going on. And so, um, just that's just one way in which I bring in my intuition into my work. I would like you to talk with uh, my friend Kayla, who is is here, and uh, to give you a little backstory on her. It was about a year ago when uh, she, she went to uh, a place in Mount Vernon, and the gentleman said, "You know, you're pretty psychic. You've got some uh, some gifts going on." and that you don't really know about. And she has spent the last year kind of working to explore her gifts a little bit. And uh, she's getting more and more in tune with it. 
but uh, it's it's almost like watching a toddler start to walk. <laughs> and it feels that way too when you're first using your intuition and your intuitive gifts. Oh she my gosh! A little bit, then comes back, and she's just recently learned to trust. To, to that you have to go with it and to trust the emotional connection. Yes. Uh, but she still calls it crazy. So <laughs> <laughs> and it does. It feels crazy sometimes. I, I always joke. So last um November I was getting together with a group of women that I worked with a long time ago. We were going to um uh South Carolina and I'm sitting there at the table. I I think I was actually pulling cards at the time and I hear in my mind's ear, if you will, a male voice that says, don't go like, what, who, what was that? <laughs> like, don't go a, who was that B don't go where to the grocery store. Don't go <laughs> like all these things. And so I, I then got the gut sensation that I shouldn't go on this trip. And I still went, I didn't listen to that guide who, oh, <laughs> Am I going crazy? I feel like that was crazy. I heard a voice that I do not know. It's a disembodied voice. What is this? And that trip trying to get out there, there was multiple plane changes, multiple flight cancellations on the way there and on the way back. I was like, now I know why I wasn't supposed to go. <laughs> and have you ever done this? Have you ever been leaving your house and you get the you better get this yes message and and it, it, now i used to ignore it now it's like oh all right and i turn <laughs> around and go get what it was what i was supposed to get because i i got a feeling that i'm gonna need it, it i don't know why but yes and it always works out yes so. it's so good it's so good um it's interesting too because as i've been on this path i studied uh human design and so robin Wynn was my human design teacher in that allowed me to understand a lot more of how my intuition works and how I'm meant to operate in the world. And then on top of that, I connected with Jessica Babako, who was the one who actually helped me realize that I was a medium because I had been resisting that my entire life. And I was like, no, 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 I don't talk to dead people. That's not how it works for me. Like I'm just seeing these images or I might hear a laugh or I might, you know, hear an accent, but I'm not having a conversation with dead people. And she was like, that's how it works for you. <laughs> I was like, what? No, no. And then all of a sudden, all of these memories come flooding in around how many other people were like, oh, you're a medium. Oh, you're a medium. Oh, you're a medium. Because I'd be like, oh, did somebody die here? The house that I bought with my ex-husband, we walk in and the first thing I say is, oh, did somebody die here? And my ex-husband's like, oh, ignore her. She just does this sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> He's an ex for a reason now, right? <laughs> it is. It, it, and then I found out later that um, the previous owner had died in the kitchen and there was all of these synchronicities that came and happened with that. And so the neighbor was like, oh, you're a medium. And I was like, no, I'm not. And so it, it's interesting how all of these things start to add up. You know, you start to connect the dots to all of these things. And the other thing I want to add about intuition that a lot of times people think intuition is you know, the super woo-woo, magical, unbelievable thing that only the select few have. 
everybody is intuitive. Every person is intuitive. It's just a matter of if you are connected to your body, your emotions, and your energy so that you can be in the flow so that you can get the messages. And that takes a lot of deprogramming to get to. I have a quick story, <laughs> a quick story that, that hopefully this will shed some light on this subject for a few of us. And that is this. The other night I was uh, watching uh, the uh, pawnbroker show. Um, about, you know, you're bringing stuff in and they settle on how much it's worth. And, and it's, I forget the name of the show. And uh, they showed pennies, uh, the steel pennies from World War II. And uh, then it was like worth $10,000. I looked mine up and they're worth $1.50. In any event, <laughs> so I was, I decided because I had, I knew I had some somewhere and I wanted to check them out and to see. And so I started going through everything. I moved and I, I'm, I still have stuff in boxes. I'm just so lame. But uh, <laughs> so I, I, w I was looking for stuff and I found this. What this is, is a CD that I did an interview with my dad two and a half months before he passed away. Wow. I haven't seen it in a long time. I didn't know where it was, but I, so I was able to load it in and, and review it. Because I wanted, because the theme this week for me has been my, my father did not lead the life that he chose to lead. He led the life that he was expected to lead. Yeah. He had the kids, he had the wife, he had the pit, but he had to work six days a week to do it. Yeah. And, he, and it was, uh, he never was satisfied and I got, and so that's, so if you're looking for your intuition, you might start looking for pennies and end up with a CD that you're that you listen to that means something mm. that is important for you to know at that particular time. So true, so very true. And two thoughts with that. One, I also think sometimes it, things like that happen when our passed on loved ones are trying to give us a message that we need to hear in that moment, right? And so also people think sometimes my intuition should talk to me in a very specific way, right? In my mind, mediumship, you see dead people. <laughs> it's not necessarily the way it works. It's not like the sixth sense. Also, you may get things through a movie, a, a song on the radio. You may get things from a card from a friend, a recommendation for a book. It can come through in many different ways. You just have to find out and pay attention, bring awareness to the ways in which your intuition works for you. And then um, the other thought with that, you know, talking about your dad and not living the life that he wanted to live, but doing the things that he thought he should do. My grandmother, my maternal grandmother, who I was very close with, who died suddenly, same thing. A couple months before she passed, I had talked to her and it was her birthday and um she just said, I feel like I wasted my life. So I just want you to be happy. And that when she passed that and today just keeps playing over and over and over in my mind. And so each time that I go, this is really hard. Am I doing the right thing? I reconnect with, is this making me happy? Yes or no? No, let it go. Yes. Keep going. And that's what that's what that lesson taught me was that he was trying from the other side. I believe on honestly, and well, no, yes. let me take that back. I know that he set it up because what he was saying to me was 
Thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you for following your heart mm-hmm. and be proud of yourself because I'm proud of you. Yes. That's what he was telling me. Yeah. Full body goosebumps, arms, face, which for me is, that's my somatic sign that that's speaking truth. And I, I, I believe that. And I believe that I'm on the right path. And I believe that working with people like you, uh, I'm, I'm just thoroughly enthralled with you. I have to tell you. <laughs> You are really, really talented at what you do, and and you've got a great heart. Um, and and I would love for Kayla to give you a call because she she is a toddler, and she's yes. still she's still as she's what you know a, a toddler that that is walking and then they fall on their butt and it doesn't hurt them because they're wearing a diaper and stuff. But it's like oh, then I got to get up and but she's working. You know what I mean? Totally, totally. Kayla, reach out to me. <laughs> We'll connect. I also, um, I haven't right now just because we recently moved. There's actually, you can't see, but to my right, a whole stack of boxes over here. <laughs> Don't fall. Yeah, I know, right? Don't go this way. Otherwise, you're just going to tumble. But um, I was also teaching intuitive development class to help people, right? Especially those who are maybe coming from a more pragmatic um, background who are interested in it, but are a little nervous about it. And so Um, with my intuitive development class, I would help people through that. And one, it's building awareness Two, start experimenting, having fun, and then practicing, practice, 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 and practice with things you don't even think that would make a difference. Um, And so I've always done readings for people. And then I had just as an example, I had a friend reach out and she was like, Hey, we bought this new house uh, down in the Carolinas and would love for you to do a reading on it. I was like, a reading on a house? I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> so then, you know, we did it. I, I connected in and I was like, I'm seeing like those crystal doorknob door handles on some, but not all. I'm seeing that there was a fire in the house. I'm seeing like all these different things. And so some of it, she was like, oh my God, Yes. And so she literally picked up her laptop, walked through the house and showed me like where there were the crystal doorknobs on, where there were ones that were off. Um, And the theme that kept coming up was like restore it to its original glory, essentially. And so that's what her and her husband are doing. She's like, I don't know what this the fire is. And then a couple of weeks later, she reached out and she was like, we were cleaning up the pantry to redo it. And there are signs of fire back there. And so she was like, do you know how much you got right? <laughs> I was like, I am sometimes still amazed at <laughs> what comes through. Yeah, it's incredible. I love uh, it. And Chandra says, beautiful. I can still hear my grandmother's words in times of chaos. Go slow, when and where you can, Chandra. Yes, you're amazing, Lindsay. Oh, thank you, Chandra. And that's amazing. Go slow, when and where you can. Yeah. It's so important. This world will move so fast and you will get swept up in it if you allow yourself to be, but you have the power to slow down if you want to slow down. You know, and I'm so excited because I get to talk to you more on Sunday. I know, me too. <laughs> this will be, she's going to be on uh, KKNW 1150 AM at 11 o'clock in the morning uh, with my positive talk uh, show on Martha Norwalk's Animal World. Um, which we're going to probably change to my independence report, but that she doesn't know that yet. And uh, <laughs> for brand, you know, for branding purposes and all that, but, but uh, it, it's, and you know, it's, it's amazing again, 
Uh, I, a gal who I dearly love, and she's going to be on in July, so it's not, and she's on my show every week. She and uh, she, I booked her on to the eleven o'clock time slot, and uh, um, and she said, I, I think I can do that because she had a, a uh, um, event that she was doing over the weekend, and she said I'll be done with it by ten in the morning. I said, okay, great. Then she emails me today and says, no, nah, it looks like it's going to be two o'clock in the afternoon. And of course I knew I was having you on. And I, so I immediately called your publicist and, and we hooked up. And so that again was meant to be. Totally. 100%. 100%. I love it. It's, it's, it's so be looking folks, be looking for those songs. There's a song by of all people, Metallica. Which is which is uh, it's called, it's called nothing else matters. Yep. And, and uh, I heard that like in three different radio stations within twenty four hour period. And it's wow. like, yes. what are you trying to tell me? Yes, yes. And I got nothing else matters because it what what it is is do what you're doing because nothing else matters. Yes. Oh, so good, Kevin. So good. I have all of the, 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 it's amazing how, how, um, I get the music. I don't know how they do this though, <laughs> because I know how radio works. You've got, you've, you've got a program director and he, he builds a, a program list and it's all by time that the song. So it works out that the commercials are timed and, and they have a t go to the top of the hour and that's all timed. How in the hell do they know when I'm going to turn my car on at that moment and the right song will play? Could you answer me that? I've always <laughs> I I don't know that I can answer that definitively. <laughs> I know that things are always working in our favor and they're going to get the messages through one way or another. And to your point Kevin, if things are happening multiple times, really pay attention to that. Sometimes it is a one and done if you if you get it. Same with dreams. If you're having repetitive dreams, there's something in that dream that is meant for you to hear. And so, yeah, I they do amazing things. Time is only a construct that we humans have invented and live by. It doesn't exist elsewhere. It doesn't exist on the other side. It yeah. Time can't exist because there is no moon and there is no sun uh, that we're revolving around, which is how we've built time to begin with. Totally. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. You know, doggone it, I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm looking forward to seeing you on Sunday. And as always, I want to give you a moment to tell uh, um, our audience anything that you feel they need to know at this moment. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much. First, Kevin, thank you so much for this. This has far gone far beyond my expectations. So I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. I appreciate your engagement. Um, I appreciate the engagement of those who are catching this live. And for anybody who catches on the replay, know that anything that you need, you have internally. It's just about getting quiet enough to hear your own inner wisdom. Thank you guys so much. If you guys want to connect with me, lindsaytenzing.com, lindsaytenzing on IG, and maybe Lindsay KRT on Facebook. <laughs> and get the book, The Beautiful Unbecoming. Can I put that on my website so that people yes, can? Yes, please. As soon as my, I'm, they're working on my website, it'll be done soon, and then I'll have it there, and it'll be awesome. on Amazon, right? Yes, yes, I'm on they'll, Amazon. They'll be able to click right through and go to Amazon and pick up your book. Yes, awesome. 
I've got to go talk to the lady of soul next. And I, but I, but I really appreciate you having here. So if you'll stay right there for just a second, I got to do this and then I'll be right back. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.